When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis and quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, for world peace, let's have a day of Bitcoin. All the troubles you see, all the wars and hatred are caused by fiat money and central bankers. Bitcoin fixes this. Martyring yourself for fiat money is foolish. Get right with Satoshi and perfect money. Bitcoin. Preach. Also in today's show, long-term hodlers buy $1.35 billion worth of BTC as the whales continue stacking. Also breaking news, Japanese yen-backed digital currency, DCJPY, to go live in July 2024. Also breaking news, Caroline Ellison's testimony shared that SBF bribed Chinese officials for $150 million to unfreeze funds using Thai prostitutes. Not only that, but Caroline and Bankman Freed conspired to keep Bitcoin under $20,000 by selling customer BTC. We'll also be breaking down USDR stablecoin DPEGs to 53 cents, as well as ARK's amended spot Bitcoin ETF filing is a good sign of future approval. I'm also going to be sharing with you Max Kaiser's short-term price prediction for Bitcoin of $220,000 and quoting him here from a recent speech he gave at Pacific Bitcoin Conference. If you want to live in America, move to El Salvador. If you want the Constitution, a Bill of Rights, move to El Salvador. If you want to feel freedom of expression, move to El Salvador. That's the America. The Statue of Liberty is now a volcano, and it's on the tropics, and it's a guy named President Bukele running the joint. And I suggest everyone who is feeling downtrodden and persecuted and not able to be who they really want to be to get the heck out of this ish hole and move to El Salvador, that's my recommendation to you. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, everyone. This is podcast episode number 1429. I'm your host, JV, and today is October 12th, 2023. Let's kick off today's show as we do each and every day with our market watch. Make sure to say hello in the live chat. And at the end of the show, I'll give everyone a shout out. How's that sound? As you can see here, Bitcoin and all the major cryptos currently correcting and in the red. And as you can see on coin market cap, the market cap is barely sitting above that $1 trillion milestone, which we have been at for quite some time. It's been pretty stagnant. And the 24-hour volume is just above $24 billion, with the Bitcoin dominance at 49.9% and the Ether dominance at 17.8%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, Loom is leading the pack, up 13%, trading at 21 cents, followed by FXS, up 5%, trading at $5.69, followed by Gala, up roughly 4%, trading just under 
looks like, uh, or I'm sorry, just above 1.3 cents. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past week, you can see it's a mixture of gainers and losers with some of the top losers being Rune and RLB and the top gainer here, FXS, up over 5% on the week. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 45 in fear, yesterday a 47, last week a 48, and last month a 30 in fear. So there you have it, fam. How many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto and how many of you have been taking advantage of this dip? Let me know. Put a BTFD in the comments right down below and where my long-term hodlers at. Make some noise. Don't be a stranger. You know what I mean? And with that being shared, now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and specifically check out the technicals according to TradingView so we can switch it up a bit. As you can see here, we got Bitcoin currently sitting just above 26 $1,600 down 0.78% on the day. Now, if we look at some of the technicals on the one day, you can currently see there's literally 14 sell signals. You got 10 neutral signals and only two buy signals. Now, as we can see, as far as oscillators are concerned, there's one buy signal, one sell signal, and nine which are neutral. And when it comes to moving averages and those sell signals, there's literally 13 of them right now with one neutral and only one buy. The one buy for the moving average is the simple moving average. And I mean, that's pretty wild, uh, to say the least. Now, I want to discuss really quick uh, Bitcoin Day. Uh, Max Kaiser came up with the idea to celebrate peace around the world, especially with all the conflicts and the wars popping out, you know, left and right. And I thought it was a great idea. So I propose this Bitcoin Day be celebrated on 11-11, as 11 is a very special omen and a very uh, significant uh, when it comes to numerology, 11-11. So here's what... I had to share in response to what Max shared. So Max's idea for world peace, let's have a day of Bitcoin. All the troubles you see, all the wars and hatred are caused by fiat money and central bankers. Bitcoin fixes this. Martyring yourself for fiat money is foolish. Get right with Satoshi and perfect money. Here was my response. I wrote this last night. I channeling the spirit of Satoshi, declare 11.11, the official Bitcoin day, moving forward, which shall be celebrated globally. Bitcoin equals peace and love. Bitcoin the network and Bitcoin perfect money heals the world. Bitcoin fixes things, major problems such as war, inflation, poverty, famine, corruption, enslavement, and depopulation. And that's just the tip of the iceberg or the melting ice cube, as a cyber hornet named Sailor once described fiat currency and also was the first to put Bitcoin on the balance sheet of a publicly traded company called MicroStrategy. A high priest named Max Kaiser, along with a fairy godmother named Stacey Herbert, introduced Bitcoin to the global stage in 2011 through the first international TV coverage of Bitcoin via the Kaiser Report, calling Bitcoin the biggest story of this decade, as well as coining the phrase, Bitcoin is the currency of the resistance. And in 2021, President Bukele adopted Bitcoin as legal tender in El Salvador, liberating his people and country from fiat money priests and corruption of IMF and central banking cartels. As a direct result of adopting Bitcoin as a legal tender, Bukele transformed his country, El Salvador, from the most dangerous with the highest murder rate to now the safest in the Americas with the lowest murder rate. Now, as Bitcoin game theory continues, which countries will be next to liberate themselves from their fiat 
overlords. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Bitcoin and the power of decentralization is changing the world, putting the power back in the hands of the people. 1111, Bitcoin Day. So there you have it, fam. Let me know your thoughts on celebrating peace around the world on Bitcoin Day. Come 1111, which is November 11th literally about a month out. Let me know if you want to celebrate with me and let's go change the world, shall we? And with that being shared, fam, and I'm anxious to read your comments regarding Bitcoin Day. Now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss the whales continue to hodl. Follow the smart money, they say. $1.3 billion being hodled by long-term buyers. Let's break this down. A new report from Glassnode, an on-chain analytical firm, uh, shared that uh, Bitcoin hodlers are adding to their holdings. These long-term Bitcoin investors, as we know as hodlers, don't appear to be phased by the recent volatility. Damn right. According to on-chain data, long-term hodlers have been rapidly amassing BTC, adding more than 50,000 Bitcoin each month to their holdings. And now with Bitcoin currently showing signs of slowing down as we're around that 20 $7,000 level. It seems that most of the blame is for the persistent selling pressure, as data shows whale investors seeing this opportunity to buy more BTC at a discount rather than to secure profits. And according to Glassnode's HODLer net position change metric, the long-term HODLers are purchasing an average of 50,000 BTC worth $1.3 billion at the current price every single month. Let that sink in, fam. Another metric, which is the long-term HODLer supply, which measures the amount of the Bitcoin market cap and hodlers also reached an all-time high of 14.89 or 59 million BTC. This means that 76% of the total circulating supply has not moved in the past five months. So congratulations to all you long-term hodlers with the diamond hands. Consequently, a roughly 95% of the total Bitcoin supply has not moved in the past month. That's freaking fantastic. Definitely a bullish indicator. And to back up this data of increased accumulation, we also have crypto analyst Ali Ma Martinez sharing a chart from Santiment showing the whales purchasing around 20,000 Bitcoin since the beginning of October worth currently roughly $550 million. So at this rate, the number of Bitcoin uh, vaulted by hodlers is poised to pass 50,000 Bitcoin in October. This increased accumulation suggests that the long-term hodlers remain confident in Bitcoin's long-term potential and see this price correction as temporary. So there you have it, fam. Let me know if you agree or disagree. And according to Glassnode, only 11.5% of the Bitcoin circulating supply changed hands in the last three months, indicating a prolonged and active period of on-chain activity that there are fewer transactions suggesting investors are unwilling to sell at the current price as the industry awaits the approval of spot Bitcoin ETFs. Send it and let's go. As you all know, we've been waiting on this for quite some time. In 2024, we're going to get two of the most bullish catalysts you could anticipate, and that's the Bitcoin halving scheduled to take place in April 2024, roughly six months out, along with the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States, ushering trillions of dollars of that total addressable market into Bitcoin, which will absolutely send Bitcoin to price discovery mode, entering new all-time highs. And that's right around the corner, hence why the smart money continues to accumulate. And with that being shared, fam, now let's break down our next breaking story of the day. The Japanese yen-backed digital currency, DCJPY, to go live July 2024. That's right. October 12th, digital currency and electronic payments firm, The Current Holdings, published a white paper on its crypto project, the DCJPY. The organization intends to launch this coin July of 2024. 
right after the halving. And according to the white paper, the DCJPY network will consist of the financial zone and the business zone. The former will include banks minting deposits as digital currency on the blockchain. A sign of the times, right, fam? While the latter will be reserved for transactions. The business zone will also provide space for issuing non-fungible security and governance token. Now, the leading issuer of DCJPY will be backed by deposits in the Japanese yen, and it will be Azora Bank, a commercial entity with 19 domestic branches in Japan. Now, in 2021, the current reported about a consortium of 70 Japanese companies that would participate in the DCJPY network. And while the white paper doesn't mention any specific names of the network participants, the current itself is backed by 35 shareholding companies with Japan Post Bank, Mitsubishi, and Dentsu Group amongst them. Now, the current will hold a seminar seminar in the white paper explaining the main points behind the project October 18th, which is roughly next week. This meeting will take place in Tokyo and won't be screened online. Now, in May of this year, the Bank of Japan released the results of the second phase of its central bank digital currency experiment. That's right. We know it's CBDCs. It'll make a final decision on issuing a digital yen by 2026. So we all know it's coming through the pipeline fam, right? Meanwhile, Binance and Mitsubishi and UFJ Trust and banking corporations are exploring the issuance of Japanese yen and other foreign currency denominated stable coins in the country. So there you have it. Pretty interesting to say the least, a Japanese yen backed digital currency. Can you, could you, uh, uh, fathom a United States backed currency by Bitcoin because that's what RFK Jr. is trying to do. Anyways, fam, now let's break down our next uh, story of the day and discuss the latest of what's happening with Sam Bankman Fried and Caroline Ellison and the ongoing saga because this, you got to see it to believe it. Check this out, fam. Uh, Caroline Ellison and Sam Bankman-Fried conspire to keep Bitcoin under 20000 by selling customer BTC. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So did they really do this? Let's discuss it. As you know, Bitcoin failed to hit $100,000 during the 2021 bull market because defunct exchange FTX kept selling Bitcoin, analysis claims. And in an ex-post, Joe Burnett, a senior product marketing manager at Bitcoin financial services firm, Unchained, Join voices arguing that FTX execs suppress the Bitcoin price strength. I agree with this theory 100%. And I also feel Bitcoin could have likely hit 100,000 during that bull run, but some shady mofos clearly enemies of Bitcoin. So as the trial of the former FTX CEO, SBF, uh, continues, new testimony paints the picture of market manipulation. That's right. Caroline Ellison this week, the former CEO of affiliated firm Alameda Research, reportedly told the court that SBF asked her to sell Bitcoin should the spot price breach $20,000. This was done using FTX customer funds, which neither had the right to deploy. Now, this brings in a question in my mind, who instructed or ordered Sam Bankman-Free to dump all the Bitcoin coming in on the exchange once the price surpassed $20,000? Could it have been collusion with unethical regulators like the chairman of the SEC, Gary Gensler? Isn't that a great question? What's your thoughts, fam? Let me know in the comments right down below. But wait, 
There's more. Check it out. Reacting Burnit suggests that due to the scale of the operations involved, the entire Bitcoin bull run could have been adversely affected. Quoting him here, Alameda was insolvent even during the bull market. It appears they used or borrowed FTX customer Bitcoin and other customer assets to buy SAM coins, better known as FTT, Solana, and Serum, he wrote, referring to reports that Ellison's firm had a negative value of $2.7 billion in 2021. Quoting him here, Without this fake sell pressure, maybe Bitcoin would have hit $100,000 in 2021. What's your thoughts, chat? Let me know. And in the event, Bitcoin still reached the all-time high of 69000 in November. But at the time, predictions called for much larger numbers. Amongst those were the now popular stock-to-flow Bitcoin price model, with Plan B is the anonymous creator of, given a price target, <clears throat> a Bitcoin hitting up to 288000 during the current halving cycle. The worst-case scenario he continued was 135000 by December of 2021. And I'm sure you remember this infamous tweet shared June 20th, 2021. He wrote, Bitcoin is below 34000 triggered by Elon's energy FUD and China's mining crackdown. There's also a more fundamental reason that we see weakness in June and possibly July. My worst case scenario for 2021, according to the price on chain base, is August greater than 47,000, September 43,000, October 63,000, November 98,000, and December greater than 100. And $35,000 per coin. And as uh, Doge Cuban shared here, I can't stop thinking about an alternate timeline where SBF is president of the United States, which Caroline also revealed he had aspirations to become the president. Uh, Bitcoin hitting 100,000, FTX token flipping BTC, meat is illegal, and the US annexes the Bahamas and all women above a three get deported. Adam Back wrote, so that sounds to me more like SBF needs USD liquidity, sell BTC. But don't sell below 20,000 and not try to keep Bitcoin under 20,000. An example below 20,000 is ridiculously cheap, weight, or higher. So there you have it, fam. And I mean, again, uh, he's being, uh, she pointed out that he try to bribe a Chinese official with $150 million to unfreeze his billion-dollar fund, and that he was using Thai prostitutes uh, to do so. I mean, things just keep getting more and more interesting, and the obviously the trial is going to continue, but that is the gist of it. It's just uh, quite interesting, to say the least. And with that being shared, fam, now let's break down our next breaking story of the day. And uh, I wanted to throw this in here. Uh, USDR stablecoin has depegged from the dollar, currently trading at 53 cents. Uh, I'm just going to share a little insights from here. The real estate-backed stablecoin, USDR, how many of you have heard of this? Let me know. Lost its peg to the US dollar after Russia redemptions caused the draining of liquid assets, such as DAI, which is the stablecoin on the Ethereum network from its treasury. Its project team had revealed USDR backed by a mixture of cryptos and real estate holdings is issued by Tangible Protocol, a decentralized finance project that seeks to tokenize housing and other real-world assets. USDR is mostly traded on the Pearl Decentralized Exchange, which runs on Polygon. In the October 11 tweet, Tangible explained that over a short period of time, all the liquid die from their USDR treasury was redeemed, leading to an accelerated drawdown of their market cap. 
as quoting them here, combined with the lack of die for redemptions, panic selling ensued, causing a depeg. So USDR experienced a flood of selling at around 11.30 a.m., driving its price as low as 50 cents per coin, and it recovered just slightly to around 53 cents shortly thereafter. But nonetheless, it's still 50% down from where it should be, as it is a stable coin. So stress extreme caution. When it comes to stables, the one I trust the most in the crypto market is by far uh, USDT, better known as Tether. They're, they've been around the longest. They have the most reserves, and they also now officially have Bitcoin on their balance sheet. If you had to trust a single stable coin to put some of your crypto in, which stable coin in particular would it be? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss the latest with ARK and their spot Bitcoin ETF application, which is a good sign of future approval. That's right. A recent amendment to ARK Invest in 21 Shares joint spot Bitcoin ETF app could have seen a good sign of progress and impending approvals. Let's go. An amended October 11th filing to the US SEC for approval adds additional info about the proposed spot Bitcoin ETF, including practices for how the fund will custody assets to determine asset values. Now, Bloomberg senior ETF analyst Eric Balchuna said the changes could be a direct response to concerns that the SEC had asked ETF issuers to address. Quoting him here, it means ARC got the SEC's comments and has dealt with them all and now put back uh, in the SEC's court, he said, which is a good sign of solid uh, progress. Now, Balchuna says the changes are sprinkled throughout, making the new filing five pages longer, adding in a separate post that none of the comments uh, were that were new or insurmountable. Changes included ARC noting the fund's net asset value calculations are not in line with generally accepted accounting principles and accounting standards used by the SEC, according to Balchunas. The new filing also clarifies the ETF assets held by Coinbase Custody are in segregated accounts and therefore not commingled with corporate or other customer assets, which is a good look. And fellow Bloomberg ETF analyst James Safart added in a post that the latter change signals that ARC and other Others are communicating with the SEC what the regulator wants cleared up, which is a good sign for future approval. Now, Van Buren Capital partner Scott Johnson noted another new addition, which was a comment that if Bitcoin is increasingly used for illegal purposes and a Bitcoin mining's environmental impact causes it to be restricted, then the ETS value could fail. That sounds kind of like all doom and gloom. I personally feel that a Bitcoin ETF is inevitable to finally be approved in the United States because the regulators are already putting the pressure on Gary Gensler, the chairman of the SEC. In fact, how many of you saw when he testified in Congress recently and they basically demanded Gary Gensler needs to approve spot Bitcoin ETFs immediately with that keyword being immediately and as you know the sec has been pushing back the approval of a spot bitcoin etf now for longer than a decade with the very first etf app for a spot being submitted by the winklevoss twins of the Gemini Exchange, and they can only kick the can down the road for so long as the institutions want their piece of the pie. You've heard it before. If you can't beat them, join them. You know what I mean? Now let's break down our next story of the day and discuss the latest from Max Kaiser. He recently spoke with his fearless partner, uh, the one and only Stacy Herbert at Pacific Bitcoin Conference. And I'm going to give you some of the highlights from their recent speech, as well as his most recent prediction of $220,000 
$1,000 per Bitcoin incoming here in the short term. So let's break this down, shall we? And shout out to the high priest right here, the one and only Max Kaiser undisputed heavyweight champion of the world when it comes to Bitcoin. Bitcoin proponent and El Salvador president, Nigel Bukele's digital asset advisor, Max Kaiser, recently made bold predictions on the Bitcoin price action. In a tweet shared on his X account, Kaiser stated the Bitcoin will experience an explosive rise to reach $220,000 per coin in the short term. Now, while no specific short-term date is given, how do you define short-term, fam? Let me know. For me, short-term would be three to six months. I'd say long-term longer than a year, but that's just my thoughts. I want to know what you think. Notably, he has not provided a specific time frame for the anticipated surge of the Bitcoin value. This statement was prompted by a CNBC article about the ongoing market downturn driven by concerns surrounding the economy and inflation. Here was the article from CNBC. Something is breaking in financial markets. Here's what's behind the sell-off in which Max responded, as predicted, all hell breaking loose. Bitcoin, $220,000 short-term in play. Let me know if you agree or disagree with this prediction. Now let's discuss Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation. In a subsequent tweet, Kaiser reiterated his bold prediction that Bitcoin would ultimately reach that staggering $220,000 price level. He believes the central banks would engage in extensive money printing, an action he likened to creating a wall of money, visible even from outer space. And as a result, people will seek refuge in Bitcoin as a hedge against the growing specter of inflation, according to Max. Now, Kaiser particularly drew attention to the erosion of the U.S. dollar's purchasing power at a very rapid pace. He illustrated this point by referencing a personal experience where he spent $84 on an ordinary hamburger. Good Lord. Comparing it to a time when $100 for the same meal would have seemed comical. Kaiser has also maintained an optimistic stance on Bitcoin, calling it the currency of the resistance since 2011, he coined that term and the biggest story of the decade. And furthermore, he consistently contended that a financial crisis would be the catalyst for a significant surge in the Bitcoin price. He also stayed, stated previously that Bitcoin's adoption and value would soar in tandem with the collapse of the traditional banking institutions. And he hit the nail on the head with that because earlier this year, how many major banking institutions collapsed? And as a result, Bitcoin responded very bullishly literally climbing from the bottom of 15,700 end of last year, hitting a annual high thus far this year of roughly $32,000. Now, with his latest optimistic statements, Kaiser joined a list of analysts who have recently come out optimistic about the Bitcoin price. In a recent interview, which I covered here on the show, BitMEX CEO Arthur Hayes expressed a bullish approach to the Bitcoin price growth. He predicted a remarkable valuation of $750,000 to a $1 million dollars per Bitcoin within the next three years by the year 2026. Send it. Let's go. However, Hayes believes the Bitcoin will reach 70000 in the short term by 2024. So ultimately, Max is more bullish short term, but long term, they're both bullish as all hell, as Max has also been calling for a multiple million dollar Bitcoin price action. Now let's discuss Bitcoin versus inflation. There is a divide on views on how rising inflation will affect the Bitcoin price. And I must 
point out that there are a lot of channels, especially in crypto, extremely bearish. I would consider them perma bears because regardless of what's happening in the market, they're always calling for Bitcoin to go lower. A couple of perma bears that come to my mind, Nicholas Merton of Data Dash, as well as Sarath uh, Holloway, or if that's I'm pronouncing his name right, correct me if I'm wrong. But anyways, yeah, so let me know if you feel the Bitcoin price action right now is more bullish or bearish, virtually meaning do you think the price action will continue to climb up towards the end of this year, leading into the halving of 2024, or do you think we're likely to correct even lower? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And now for some of the highlights of what Max Kaiser shared at Pacific Bitcoin. I know we had a lot of the Crypto News Alerts fam there, uh, which was awesome. I know CoinFather was there. I know J-Dub the Laker was there. Here's some of the, uh, I watched the speech. I wasn't there, but I transcribed some of my favorite highlights. So I want to read that to you. Here's what Max had to share at Pacific Bitcoin. Since they made Bitcoin legal tender, we wanted to live in the country that had Bitcoin as legal tender because we were always on the vanguard. Yes, in trying to push the envelope and be where the action is for Bitcoin. And so that's where it is. The Bitcoin Citadel is El Salvador. And El Salvador is kind of the capital of Bitcoin. Preach. He also shared a little later on in the speech, if you want to live in America, move to El Salvador. Because they basically asked him and Stacy, why exactly did you guys move to El Salvador? And especially at that time when it was considered one of the most dangerous countries in the world, right? So he continues, if you want the constitution of Bill of Rights, move to El Salvador. If you want to feel the freedom of expression, move to El Salvador. That's the America. The Statue of Liberty is now a volcano and it's on the tropics. And it's a guy named President Bukele running the joint. And I suggest everyone who is feeling downtrodden and persecuted and not able to be who they really want to be, get the out of this ish hole and move to El Salvador. That's my recommendation to you. So there you have it, fam. El Salvador, long live the savior. How many of you have been to El Salvador or planning on traveling and visiting Bitcoin country? Let me know in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!